living in a world that's all by design, it's up to us to break the chains of tyranny to become we, the ungovernable. You are listening to the Renegades Rant Podcast with your host, the Kentucky Renegade. Now, I want to take time to thank my official sponsor of the Renegades Rant Podcast. This is by Cindy Davis. It's trinot.com backslash sinmen. Now, you can find her on TikTok as mapledipped85, cinemaple85, cinemaple85.0, and cinemaple85.1. Now, you can go on her site, and she has a lot of great products, such as Glow. Now, this is an advanced type 1 collagen with superfood antioxidant support. Long-term support such as improvised stability for hair, skin, and nails. Also, there's Enrich, a digestive enzyme blend with stabilized probiotics that gives you improved digestion, nutrient intake, and post-meal comfort. Then she also has Replenish. This is a mushroom complex with ashwagandha and fulvic acid. It promotes restful sleep and rejuvenation. Also improves body function and nutrient absorption. It also helps support your skin and your gut health and improves overall health, wellness, and immune response. Now please go check out the site and let her know that the Kentucky Renegade sent you. Thank you for your support and thank you for listening to the show. Buddy, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have my next guest and you may know him as a little extra Lambo podcast. Welcome to the show, Lambo. Thanks, buddy. I'm always always glad to be on. Well, I'm glad to have you on. It's been a little bit since we've done one together on my show. So how are things going on up there in Spokane? Well, our air quality was, what was it at? Five, I think the air quality goes up to 550 and we were set at 556. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I think that's what it was um, over the weekend. And then today being Monday, it was down to 224. So we had, we had the air quality kind of got cleaned up. We haven't had rain. We're supposed to expect rain tonight to kind of clean up the air a little bit more. Lord willing, it shows up because we, we could use the, the rain. But we've had five, five fires around us, circu- you know, around the, the perimeter of Spokane. And apparently we've been making national news with our air quality, the fires, and kind of how they were started. So we've got that going for us. So what – what do you what has been said about the cause of the fires? Um, the Gray Road fire, which is Medical Lake, was started by a combine. He was out working, plowing, you know, doing farming stuff. Hit a rock, spark, field started, started up. He called right away and said, Hey, I got this fire. Problem was we had high winds that day and it just went out of control. I believe it got to, it got over a thousand acres. Um, I know the last time I had heard was 900 and something, but I know that it kept going. So it's over a thousand acres. I, I think it might've gotten up to 1200 acres. We've had the uh, elk fire, which is 
I don't know, Can, uh, Church Canada Road. No, uh, I don't know, some, some other road. But there was over a thousand acres burning there, and it's still burning. It's heading east right now, uh, heading towards Idaho. We've had the Thorpe Road fire, which is uh, Highway 195, right out of Spokane. It started going. They they couldn't assess it because it was um, of the location of it where it was at. But then it was starting to go uphill. On the other side of this hill is apartment complex hell. So they were worried that it once it got into there, we had a we were going to have a bunch of displaced people. So luckily they were able to get it uh, controlled. I believe it's still going, but they've got it controlled at least. So, um, and then you've got the Mercy Fire, which is over mm -hmm. on the Idaho side heading north, but I think it's bouncing back between the, you know, Washington side, Idaho side, Washington side, Idaho side, um, and it's heading north. So we've got some stuff going on and they shut down the interstate. Interstate I-90, they had they had completely shut down both directions. They had to set up detours, and then the detours got kind of buckled down. Um, the other detour, then it got bogged down. So, we, you know, we had a traffic mess all weekend long. Uh, 195 is another major highway that we have. It runs north and south, and then Highway 2, which runs uh, east and west, a little bit of north, a little bit of south. It's one of those kind of a wandering highway, but – we all of our major highways were affected by the fire how much loss i know we had one die uh one person die i think is all that i've heard but lots of displaced families that have have lost everything in this fire so or in in these fires so we've been dealing with that uh we've got a couple different donation centers that are set up here in spokane to to help with them we've got i believe jay Inslee was here uh, this morning or yesterday afternoon, um, what came of that? I don't, I don't know. I'm not a very big fan of his, unfortunately. I'm and surprised he didn't talk. Up. Um, he, uh, he, he does come out. He, he does come out, um, to the East side. He knows he's not, a he's not uh, well received when he comes over, but anytime you have a, situation like this come up where you, you need he needs to show up knowing he's he could get booed tomatoes thrown at him you know whatever <laughs> he still shows up so I, I i give him that even though he's you know ranked Same. 50th out of all 50 governors so take what it what you will but he's uh <laughs> he, he did show up so yeah that's I would say he's probably number 49 on that list now compared to what's going on over in Hawaii. That's a, that's a, wow. So, what, so what, we started off, we started off with lasers, right? Right. And, and there still might be, be the, the, um, the dues, the, the, the energy, um, the Correct. energy raise, direct energy raise which it probably still was. And now more is coming out. And then what I didn't see, so this is where it's kind of losing me a little bit about what's going on is you've got the direct energy weapon systems, the dues and some, and there was video of these laser beams coming out of the sky from all of the original pictures and videos. I don't remember ever seeing anything of color of blue, right? Right. But now that these new photos and videos are coming out, now you're seeing a lot of blue. 
in them. So you've already lost me because that would have stood out in those original photos, the original videos, that blue would have stood out. I think you would have remembered it. Now you see it and you know, it's, it's kind of clear as day that the blue, um, the blue table um, umbrellas, there's a couple blue cars that are in that roadway. It's like, I, I, you would have thought that that would have stood out when that originally came out. So right. now it's got the blue, you know, the, the, the blue umbrellas, you've got the blue car. I just don't remember them and all that, the original footage that had come out. So maybe it's the, it's the out of sight, out of mind. It's not brought to your attention. So now you see it. it, it maybe it's one of those things, but I don't, I yeah. don't know. The, watched... the whole thing is all shady though, because you've got the mayor who is, who you got the mayor who is, his keeping supplies from local supplies from local people home cooked meals can't be distributed because they're not made in a commercial kitchen water has to be through red cross only you know you've got all the all these barriers of the people who are needing it they're not getting the supplies that they need you've got the governor on day one talking about yeah we'll uh we're gonna take the land and then we're gonna bring it back to the the theme of, or the, what was it? The uh, originality of, of the way that the, the Mayan or not the Mayans, the, uh, the, the, the Maui people wanted to have their city look like, it's like, wait a second, why don't we just build it us, ourselves instead of you take it over and then build it in the image of. So Correct. you've got a lot of foul play that's going on here. Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm still kind of sitting out and waiting to see more evidence come out. But, I mean, I've seen the laser uh, videos. Uh, I watched a video today where they were explaining how a uh, direct energy weapon with a laser, uh, when it hits blue, it, it won't burn it. But any other colors, it will. And then you're getting more information about how they shut the water off and they weren't allowed to fight the fires. You had a, I guess it was a, somebody on the fire department that said that they went to put out the fires and the water was shut off. So the kids, kids being sent home from school. Yeah. The turn, the turnkey yeah. kids. I mean, I was one of those growing up school, got out early, went home. I had a key. We went in there, called mom and dad. Oh, the phones are all down. Weird. Phones right. are all down. They didn't siren, uh, uh, let uh, turn on the siren to notify everybody. And then the guy that they were talking to said he didn't, it, he doesn't feel any remorse that this, that he didn't sound the alarm and then resigns later that day. Yeah. I want to know what the payoff was for him to say that. And just doing a little bit of uh, digging myself, like two years ago, the people that were the, the, the natives to, to Maui, they keep trying to take their beachfront property and they won't sell. So two years ago, they were in a dispute with land developers and the government over there in Hawaii. The people didn't want to sell. They said they were not going to sell, that they didn't want tourism in their area. And that's why they were going to continue to keep the beachfront properties. Then you had at the beginning of this year, they had a conference and they were talking about how they want to turn Maui into a smart island and a smart city and 
uh, run by AI, ran by AI. And then what's next month? Next month, they have another digital government summit coming to Maui to dissolve everything that's there and turn it into the smart island. It's awfully the funny. only way for the government to do that is it so, so eminent domain. The yep. only way that they can do that is if a natural disaster occurs and the government can take it over. 100%. And what did we see? They're going to disaster. We got these wildfires and now they're going to take all their property. And I think the thing about the kids too is interesting as well because we know Oprah's on that island and she's bought up almost a thousand acres of land over there. And it's funny that those kids that were home from school, uh, the majority of them, they can't find their bodies or any kind of remains of those kids. So where are the fucking kids? I would like to know when you get into a fire. Now I'm this, uh, I'm on the same bridge you are, but just to ask the question, I want to know that in, in an intense fire like that, you would, you would still have teeth, right? If you want to get to the bare bones of shit, of death, the teeth should still be there in those houses. Correct. Even though they were burned down to the ground, the teeth should still be there. Yep, there should be some form of evidence that the kids were home and they're, they're just not finding it. And so just, that, that's one thing. And then there was the floating bodies with bullet holes in them. Yep. Yeah. I mean, people just continue to want to say that all this is conspiracy, but how is it conspiracy when they're coming straight out and telling you exactly what they've been planning on doing from the jump? Yeah, it, it's not conspiracy. All you're doing is connecting the dots. You know yeah. that these people have wanted this land and the locals go, said, go pound sand. This is our land. You don't, you don't need to make this into a tourist spot. But that spot is beautiful and worth billions of dollars to people who don't care about the people who are living there. We just want it for our own, which is the whole point of these 15-minute cities, which is the whole point of depopulation. They don't care about us. They only want the best for their next generation, the generation after that, the generation after that. That's the only thing they care about. Absolutely. And they're, they're doing it. They're getting away with it. And they're going to continue to push it as much as they can. I mean, you look at what's happening in your ne neck of the woods up there in Spokane. Uh, there's a video that came out today showing somebody in a boat up there in Canada dressed in a firefighter's outfit with a damn uh, flamethrower going through the through the river and through the water and spraying all the brush with fire and it's sparking. You'll have to send me that video. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Uh, they're sitting in a boat and they got this uh, flamethrower and they're going in between these little going up through all this brush and they're just flaming it and you see all these fires sparked all the way around it. And I believe this is right around BC, British Columbia, so yeah, you'll have to send me that because I, I haven't heard that, but I really wasn't on social media much uh, today, and uh, I haven't heard that. So that's that's fucking wild that 
if there was video proof that this person was doing this. Hopefully he's been caught. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it would only make sense because of what's going on in Canada right now anyways with Trudeau. Well, they're getting ready to put enforce their their um, climate lockdown, and they're getting ready to enforce the the next round of vaccines. Yes, which we know are coming. And what did we hear here in the U.S. starting in mid September? We're supposed to go back to lockdown. Well, starting with the mass restrictions and having masks on, and then you have. Uh, I seen something today too that said that there's a whistleblower for the TSA, and they said that at the end of September, going into October, uh, that's when the mass policies will go back in effect, and then by the end of the year, we will be back in full total lockdown. Weird election year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> nothing weird. to see here, folks. No, go get some ice cream. No, nothing to see at all. And, you know, we're talking about the Maui fires, and we had this storm that hit uh, Southern California. and Yeah, a hurricane on the West Coast that has never happened before. You're, you, can't, you can't sit here and tell me that that's natural. You can't. It, that's, that's 100% HARP. 100%. Oh, no, HARP doesn't exist. That's a conspiracy. <laughs> go look. Just go. Just do a simple search, and you'll see exactly what HARP is. Harp is weather uh, modifications. And if you need to, go to YouTube and look up the History Channel. And the History Channel did a story on Harp and did the story on weather manipulation and weather weaponization. Shows you exactly how they do it. You know what I find interesting is the earthquakes that were going on down there as well. So to think- create a storm like that, the the radio waves, the the waves from harp have to be have to be pretty large to create a 600 foot turning storm to create a hurricane because they just don't happen on the west coast right so those radio waves had to have gotten into or what i believe they're radio waves whatever the waves are had to have caused the earthquakes as well and it does and uh there's videos out there that you can watch about how harp actually works and how the energy, how these uh, microwaves or whatever it is, sucks all the moisture out of the ground and sends it up into the ionosphere, which do create earthquakes. And I think what they were trying to do with, uh, with the, the storm out there in Southern California is to loosen up that fucking ground, even though they have mudslides already, but to make it even worse I think we will see the full effect here in the next day or two. I think we're going to start seeing a lot of mudslides, and I think this would be the perfect timing for Gavin Newsom to say, well, we need uh, climate lockdowns in California because, you know, we're getting hurricanes that we never get, and now we got all these mudslides and earthquakes, so we need to lock down California. 100%. And I think 100%. that's where, I think that's at, where, at what point does it slide into the ocean? I mean, they've been talking about that for decades, that we're going to lose California into the ocean. But, man, keep turning it on. Keep turning on, Harp. And you're going to see what, what the ramifications are when it comes to the sliding of California into the ocean. Now, we've had two earthquakes here in Kentucky in the past month. And maybe we might get one one every six months, if that. 
um, they weren't big, 2.5 and like a 2.6. And it was, I don't know, maybe 100 miles from where I live. But the fact that we're having earthquakes here now, it's really starts to make you question what they're going to do here because we're sitting on a major fault line here and it hasn't had a major earthquake in over a hundred years. And the last major earthquake on that fault line sent the, uh, see the, sent the Mississippi river flowing backwards. It was like an 8.9 or 9.0 earthquake that hit that fault line way back in the early 1800s. That's crazy. I remember, I, I know stories of that, but I don't, uh, obviously I wasn't around for that one, but, right. but the, the story of, of the Mississippi going backwards was that, that's one of those unreal things that you've got that major water source coming, you know, from, uh, all the way up uh, that comes out of, out of the, uh, Niagara falls, doesn't it? I, I'm trying to see where the top of it is. But it's one of our longest uh, yeah. water sources, in, in regardless. But it, there's so much water coming through there, and then to have it go backwards, it just blows my mind. Yeah, and I think that's that's what they're trying to do is duplicate that by trying to force it because it's been said for years that the New Madrid Fault, you know, is prime for another huge earthquake. So I wouldn't surprise if they're not thing to have a major earthquake here and you know it would they said uh, a seismologist said that if we had a major earthquake on that fault line now that it would probably be enough to separate the entire uh, central United States wow wow be yeah it, it's a it's a major fault line just uh, like the San Andreas fault line out there in California and the the various other fault lines that are up and down the east coast so well, if you have something that that is that is that powerful to do that, at what point does it trigger that giant underground volcano that we've all been told about, or that's in Yellowstone? Right. I mean, if, if that if that's to happen, if that volcano blows, if it's real, if that erupts, there's nothing left. There's nothing no. left of us. No, the entire U.S. would be gone. One thing I want to I want to just go back to the the fires here really quick is right. we we know that the combine started the Medical Lake fire we don't know yet I believe we don't know yet what had started the Elk um, Washington fire the Thorpe fire was started by the homeless camp they were they needed a fire pit or they needed a barbecue going or something it was the homeless camp started that fire and then. The other, there was another one that was uh, a couple different brush fires that were started along um, uh, the, the, not quite the outskirts, but, you know, the, the outer, outer rim of Spokane. And there was two guys who were identified as going around starting the fires, and then they were able to put them out right away. What's weird about that is on the overpasses, there was, there was in, in graffiti, Burn Spokane, we're homeless, they should be too. And this was on several of the overpasses. So, like, this is something that, that is, number one, very disturbing. Number two, it's a con somebody did, did this in a conscious effort to create fires to displace people from their homes. 
Absolutely. And I find that I find that troubling, right? But that but that just shows the the time that we're in. That shows the this era of of fuckery that we are just living in on a constant day to day battle. We've got yeah. now we've got this of people actively joining forces to burn a city down. I mean, it just I don't know. Well, I, I don't I don't know I don't know where this is coming from. But if you want to, you know, the 15 minute city, we, and, and we know this from my podcast, little extra Lambo on Spotify is we know that Spokane is already a 15 minute city. We know this because of how it was developed. Each quadrant that Spokane is already has a hospital already has uh, grocery stores already has gas stations. The only thing that's really holding it back are the electric the, the electric um, recharging stations that is going to be needed in these, in these 50 minute cities, because you're not going to have electric vehicles. So you've got to have these recharging stations, but the aspects of the 15 minute city is already Spokane. It's, it's already built into these, these little quadrants without even knowing it. And we know that from the mutual prepper prod podcast that I did when I had brought that up to him, he's like, Oh yeah, that's how, that's how new cities are already developed because of public transportation that's what it's sold to everybody as when a new section of town or they rebuild a new section of town or this this part gets a bunch of funding to get remodeled or a facelift everything that is done is done under public transportation so that's what spokane is well eventually if you've got all this climate change now you've got these other communities that just burn to the ground where are they going to go well, we're going to move them into the city. And in, if you deep dive, and I wish I knew who the creator was, I, I really wish I did because he did a phenomenal job at putting all of these pieces together when it comes to Spokane. You've got Seattle, Philadelphia, San Jose, these large cities, right? Right. Then you've got Spokane, who we're not a large city. We're, we're a good-sized city, How but big we're is not Philadelphia, Seattle, Portland, we're not that, and we're a quarter of that size. But about because how many, of how, go ahead. About how many people are in Spokane? Um, I would have, I would have to say between Spokane and the surrounding communities, we've got to be close to five hundred thousand. Gotcha. Uh, we're 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 close to that. I don't think I'm off by saying that at all. And I could go look, but it will remove me from the recording of this, so I can't go look. Uh -huh. I'm but looking at that. I believe we're around that 500,000 mark um, for the for Spokane County. So I mean, we're we're not we're not bad, right? But it's Just, not the size of Seattle. It says as of 2020, Spokane, Washington, just just Spokane alone is 228,999. Okay, that's and that's about right. And then you add in all of these other outlayers that are sitting in Spokane and you're you're in that 500,000 ballpark maybe a little shy of that with with everything else plus right. Spokane Valley and Spokane Valley is not Spokane that's a that's that's a completely different oh my son just texts 546,000 in Spokane County gotcha so so I mean it but in the aspect of everything that this guy this creator had put together in this video Spokane's the smallest one but Spokane is already set up to be a 15 minute city. So it makes sense that they can just kind of 
push everybody into this, bring in all of these burn, you know, you burn out all of these outlayer communities, move them in. Oh, here comes Jay Inslee to save the fucking day. Guess what? Climate lockdown. And now we're stuck. Yep. So, you know, that's how I see that, see that playing out if it was to come to fruition, but you know, we're, we're already set up that, and you know, I don't know if that was the original intent. I don't know how far back these plans go when you start developing communities, somebody knew, or somebody just got really lucky when they were developing and how it fell into place. I honestly believe that this all started back in what was it, 1994 with the, uh, Agenda 21, whenever they had the uh, Rio de Janeiro meetings. I think this was the start of that. I think that's what their whole sustainability and all that shit that they were speaking at that that convention then is what's being in fruition now is what we're seeing for the 15-minute city concept. I'll have to go and see who the mayor of Spokane was during that time and his relationship to maybe the governor and then the relationship past that to then really see when did, when did this community start changing? And then that'll, you know, that might be a completely different rabbit hole, but at least it's a (laughs) snowball down the hill of starting to connect those dots of when, when exactly did this start taking shape? Yeah, I, to my my guess would be right around that time frame after they had the the whole summit down there in Rio de Janeiro and and they had those discussions about the agenda twenty twenty one. Like where I live now, Henderson is a small town. I mean, we got I don't know maybe fifteen twenty thousand people that live here, but right across the river in Evansville, the whole metro area is almost four hundred thousand. So I've been doing some looking and doing some recon in the city because that's where I grew up was in Evansville. And I would say right around right after 9-11 is when we started having a change in the city and they started having sectors of the city instead of just, you know, talking about like different little towns within the city. They've, you know, just changed it up that. This was like the north side of town. This is the south side of town. It was never talked about that way. So I got to looking and, you know, we have hospitals in all those areas now. And they've just built two new hospitals recently in those two new areas that they've added on to our to our metro area. The, the thing that will get every city in trouble when they're going to this 15 minute minute city aspect and and we know that this is a problem because of um, what, what's the place over in, in the United Kingdom? Rockfordshire, Rockfordshire, uh, Oxfordshire, Oxfordshire, England. Okay, yep. so we know that this is that this is the problem with the electric vehicles because here in Washington State, there are no electric vehicles being sold by 2030, 2035. The push is to have half of the cars in Washington by 20, 2030 and then no electric vehicles or no um, gas powered vehicles sold past 2035. That's a yeah. lot. Yeah. That's a lot because you don't even have the, ch- 
we don't, and this is all over the country, right? We don't right. have the system set up to charge vehicles. No. Our, our capacity right now that's in our power lines is 98%. 98%. And where there's only three um, power, power grids within the United States, the Pacific, the Atlantic, and Texas. 98%. How are we going to add? And California went through this last year of you either turn on your AC in your home in 100-degree weather or you recharge your vehicle. And then Gavin Newsom, even on certain days, said, nope, you can't do either one. We don't have the power for it. So how are you going to start charging your vehicle when you only have 2% play? If you want half of the vehicles by 2030 to be electric and you're doing nothing to the system, how are you going to recharge these vehicles? And then by 2035, no gas-powered vehicles sold. I can't even begin to imagine the cost of gasoline in 2035 when everything is, is going to be electric at that point, are we paying $30 a gallon for gas just to drive? Oh, I bet. I bet it'd be way up there. So you're, you're changing your lifestyle very quick. Then at that point, you're riding a bike, you're walking, your public transportation on, on buses. You're not, you're not using your gas powered vehicle. It's too expensive then at that point, but can you afford a, electric vehicle because they're, they're not being even made fast enough to, to, to swap out a gas powered for an electric vehicle. They can't make them fast enough to right. do so. So already you've displaced half of the country and then you've got the recharging aspect of it. And then you've got the, you know, the, the, the travel, which in a 15 minute city, you can't leave unless your social credit score is a certain credit. Mine's already so, zero. I mean, I mean, we're we're on a fucking list, bro. We're not we're not going anywhere. We're if we get out of our house, that will be that'll be cool, right? Or else we're gonna be in some hotel that's a jail that's a jail cell. You and I are gonna be playing harmonicas through the window. I don't I don't know where we're gonna be at, right? But the the the, the thing is is half of these people aren't even going to be having electric vehicles because you're going to be tied down in your little quadrant. It will be the hunger games. And we already know that the CIA has already come out and they've already plotted the States to have 10, uh, uh, 10 individual quadrants for a, a system like that. Yep. The CIA has already developed the States and how they want it to look. So it's not conspiracy theory. It's all right there. When you can go and you can look at FEMA's map of the U.S. and they have us broke down into sectors. And then uh, what is it? They had uh, the council of governors for in case of a natural disaster or national emergency. These 13 governors control all those sectors and what goes on. I mean, and was... we talked about that a while ago of the of the the council of thirteen, and I I thought I said I was going to look into it, and then you just kind of triggered my mind that yeah you should probably look into that and see what that was, and I, I never did that, so I'll have to write that down. Yeah, write it down. Do it now. No. <laughs> <laughs> but the council but... of thirteen, I mean, there, there's you've got some some weight in in that because now you don't have a presidency unless they report back to the presidency but now we're in an oligarchy of 
one person in control and then you've got your 13 minions below because you don't have states anymore. You have your, your, your 10 sectors. Yeah. And I want to know who the 13, 13 governors that are going to be in charge. We know Newsom's going to be one of them. I mean, Jay Inslee is, is out at this, at this election. At least he said that he was leaving at this election. The Democratic front runner is Bob Ferguson. Bob Ferguson is the Attorney General of Washington State, and he is worse than Jay Inslee. He is the definition of a political tyrant. When you talk about taking gun rights away, those are all his ideas. He's the one that has pushed them upon Jay Inslee. Now, Jay Inslee has signed them all off, and yep, that sounds like a great idea. It's, it's Bob Ferguson. All of, all of the social stuff that goes on, um, that's all Bob Ferguson. He, all of the money going out, we've got we've to fund everything under the sun. That's Bob Ferguson. He doesn't care about the, the middle class and how, how bad they're being fucked. He doesn't care. It's about the elites in the state. It's about big business in the state because we have some of the highest, um, we have some of the highest, uh, how do I want to say this? The highest dollar amount companies, uh, uh, profit companies in Washington state, Microsoft, Google, uh, Boeing, um, you know, the, the list goes on Starbucks. We have those in this state and he has to pander to them. Now, what do we know that's going on when it comes to Anheuser-Busch, Best Buy, um, whatever the other one that just, that just fucked around and find out these are, these companies don't care about what's going on in the States. This is all global now because it all goes back to BlackRock, Vanguard, you know, those, those those companies and state street. Uh, State Street, I just found out about. I mean, I knew about BlackRock and Vanguard, but State, supposedly State Street is the third one that's involved in all this stuff as well. So I've been doing a little bit of research on them as well. I would have thought the number three would be the Hathshire. Berkshire Hathaway? Berkshire Hathaway. No, it's actually State Street. Hmm, Interesting. Yeah, uh, Ryan O'Hanley is the CEO, and he's all buddy-buddy with Larry Fink and uh, uh, Buckley. So very interesting with all the, the financial ties that you know BlackRock and all them have. Like I've seen where 88% of the S&P 500, uh, BlackRock has their hand in them. Mm-hmm. So Just that, enough. They don't have they don't have all of the shares. And I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about this that that these companies like this, like BlackRock, like Vanguard, they're not going to go in and buy, you know, fifty one percent of every company and then control everything every movement they do. But if somebody owns nine percent of the stocks, they're going to go in and buy ten. If they own somebody owns eleven, they're going to go buy twelve. That's that's how they play their game. Yep. And then they invest in each other. So now, now both of them are making money. Both of them are, you know, I'll, I'll keep the innuendo. I was just going to use, <laughs> oh, we'll keep, we'll keep that off the air. Oh, oh 
Yeah, you're gonna um, tell me. So uh, yeah, so they're just you know they're 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 profiting off of each other while consuming everything else. They're both gaining because one company has now invested in in you know whatever it is stock wise. So they hold the majority share of these companies. So then it's like, you know, how many how how many lower people are there that might own, you know, a hundred shares or ten shares or you know whatever. But BlackRock comes in and they can just completely eliminate all of these these uh, small buyers who are you know they they've invested into their four hundred one k with these stocks that are bought. Those people don't matter. It's about the the BlackRock who owns that 11% or the 12% or the 29%, whatever it is, because they have the majority of the stock. They're the ones that get to tell the company what the fuck they're going to do. You're going to do this. Well, and I, I guarantee Anheuser-Busch went, wait a second, we're going to lose a lot of money in the States. You don't know who our, who our, who our main market you know, group is. Well, I don't care. You're now a global entity. You're going to do this. Their hands are tied. So we're going to run out. We're going to run Dylan Mulvaney out there, him, him doing his thing. And they lost billions of dollars because of it in the United States. Yep. Because they're, that, they're a global, they're a global entity. And I think it's all a part of the ESG to rebrand things. I think they want to take away the ability for conservatives and so-called right-wing people to have a brand they want to make sure that they dabble in everything that we are into and they want to make sure that they run it for us but that's okay go ahead we just we'll just continue to boycott well when you i mean let's 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 think about this when you think about america and the brands that make america like that's america like chevy truck Ford truck, um, Anheuser-Busch, the, Harley you know, the Clydesdales, Harley-Davidson, right? That shit's American. So now you, you have these companies who have a global holding of some sort, and you start eliminating all of these name brand American things. What does America have left then if you've eliminated Anheuser-Busch, you've eliminated Harley-Davidson, you've eliminated Ford pickups, Chevy pickups, or the, you know, the, the, the brand, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But what is left? What do you identify with? That's when just Patriots start doing their own thing. Like a lot of people are starting to do, but in the end, as long as ESG is around, and a lot of the deep diving I've been doing in on it is they're going to come after the small businesses too. So if you got a small private business, they're eventually they're going to they're going to walk you out of the out of the game. They're That's going to what find COVID did. COVID, especially in Washington State. Washington State lost 20, 20 a little over twenty four hundred small businesses during the COVID lockdowns. Twenty four. Hundred, you know, and they know that small business is what is the foundation for America. So, you know, we know that they're making all these announcements about how COVID's coming back, that there's this new strain, and that we're going to go back under restrictions again. Uh, it's time for 
people in this country not to allow this shit to happen again. We can't let them do it. No, and I and I am. I know a lot of small business here in in Washington State. They're they can't they can't afford to go back through and do what they did before. It, it's it's just it's impossible, especially especially for restaurants, because you're like like shit can freeze, right? You can put a lot of stuff in the freezer. Now, when you pull it out, is it going to have the that freshest of tastes? Maybe, maybe not. But what can't you freeze? Your produce, your milks, your cheeses. You can you can freeze some cheeses, but your your higher end restaurants you don't you don't freeze that stuff. No, it, it's not it's not fresh. You've lost that freshness. So now you have to rebuy it all after it already went bad. So not only are you not making money on the stockpile that you have of stuff, but now you've got to go then rebuy everything again. These businesses here in Spokane at least in Eastern Washington, whatever the, the mandates, which are not laws, whatever the mandates are that come out, they're just sticking up their middle finger and we're, we're going to continue doing business until the government comes and shuts them down. If that's what it, if that's what it takes. Right. But they just, they can't afford to do that. There's just this, there's no way. No, there, I mean, uh, you think about it, this is why they're trying to push all this lab-created meat and all this other shit, you know. Maybe this is part of their plan. Keep keep another restriction, do another lockdown, and completely wipe out the uh, restaurant industry that's owned by small business and force people to start taking in and eating this lab-created shit. Because I don't know anybody... I don't know anybody that's buying that shit. I won't buy it. I mean, I'll have, eat what I eat. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever, have you looked to see what the ingredients of that crap is? A lot of it's petroleum based. Black. You got slime. You've got, you know, people say hot dogs are bad. I can't even, I, I love a hot dog. Trust I me. will, I will eat a hot dog over that petroleum base. I will eat day. lots of hot dogs. I will be, uh, I will be Joey Chestnut. I will eat <laughs> hot dogs. This stuff, though, that that slime that Bill Gates is creating, the health hazard alone of this stuff. Even even take the Incrediburger, which is all uh, plant based, you know, burger the stuff that they have to use to make this plant-based Incrediburger doesn't even compare to an actual beef burger. The health, the healthiest burger is the all hundred percent beef burger, not this crap. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the video. There's a video that's circulating around of uh, one of the lab grown places and they're showing how they do their chicken. It's fucking disgusting. And anybody that eats that shit, uh, just just stop. You're not saving the world. You're not saving the earth by eating this sick shit. You're just killing yourself. Eat a gr- greasy fucking normal cheeseburger. You'll be fine. It's it, and it's it's the health. Like so, they're they're deeming it as well the cow farts. That's gonna that's what's gonna cause global warming. Cow farts. <laughs> yep, uh, and I was. I was watching Joe Rogan today, and uh, he was talking to these guys that had the uh, Roadster uh, uh, auto body shop. They were on there, and they were discussing about uh, 
the things we were talking about, about the grid, how, you know, how are we going to be able to maintain it when it's already at full capacity? And they were talking about, well, has anybody ever thought about the planes? I mean, are they going to make changes to those? And the biggest thing would be the container ship, the, the ships that bring all the container ships over from another country so that just one trip in one of those ships from China to the U S will take all the gas that America uses in one day. Yeah, I, I believe that. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Why aren't they regulating that shit? But they want to regulate us and make us go to switch over to electric vehicles and can't have a gas stove. You can't have, you know, the air conditioners, you can't have water heaters. It, it's just unreal, the shit that they're pulling. And it's, you know, it's like our, it's like the, the budget of the United States. That dollar amount is so unbelievably high that people just kind of blow it off, right? It, because it's so unimaginable, this, the size of this budget. So you, you just said, you just brought up the container ships, right? And you can put on you know, anywhere from 500 to a thousand different containers. It's, it, it makes sense why they barge stuff or, or use these container vessels to, to ship across seas. Even just going smaller than, than that, you take your semi trucks, which they want to have a completely electric fleet of, of, of semi trucks. It takes two of these ginormous batteries that weigh 8,000 pounds a piece. So now you're adding 16,000 pounds to the already existing truck that, um, that added weight is now going to uh, change your load sizes, number one. So they might have to go and change the regulations of how much weight trucks can haul or the companies just aren't going to make money on, on how much that they can ship if they keep the current weights that you're, that you're supposed to haul. Right now a, a truck is... Um, you can't have a gross weight of over 80,000 pounds with a, a two-axle trailer, a three-axle truck. You get more axles, you can haul more weight. So you're, now you're adding these two 8,000-pound cells onto one truck. So that something's got to give either way. The amount of energy that it, or electricity that it'll take to charge these two batteries Right. There's a, there was a trucking company in Ohio that he wanted to go to this electric fleet. He had eight, he had eight or 12 trucks, just the electricity alone to charge these eight or 12 trucks was more electric pull than the entire city itself. Whatever city it was that was in Ohio. Mm -mm. We don't have the grid to haul, to charge these batteries. So no. you, you, you're, you're losing the diesel in this. Great. You know, whatever, whatever you, you say what you want about, about gasoline, petroleum. It's not a fossil fuel. doesn't come from dinosaurs. We got to, we got to get away from saying this. It's there. It, yeah. The oil doesn't come from dinosaurs. Sorry. Liberals are crying right now. Yes, it does. <laughs> It doesn't come from dinosaurs. So we've got to stop saying that, but just to get off of diesel alone for the trucks, if the trucks stop, this country stops in three days. Yep. I don't think people understand this. If truckers quit moving, 
if truckers don't deliver the, to the stores, they don't deliver uh, gasoline, diesel to the gas stations, if they don't deliver the medical supplies to the hospitals, if they, if they quit moving, because we have to have a all electric, if they quit moving, this country only lasts three days. And you want to see what total, total chaos looks like? Have the truckers stop. You guys, and I know you've been promoting this of September 1st. If you want to really make a fucking difference, get the truckers to stop moving. Yeah. This country will come to its knees in three days. Yeah, and that's why, you know, it's thing I've been saying to some people about it. Uh, it shouldn't be a strike. It needs to be an all-outright abolishment. Everybody stay home. The truckers stay home. And within a week, the entire system will be collapsed. Like I said, we don't need them. They need us. They need us to go to work every day so we can continue to pay that deficit where they can just continue to write blank check after blank check to what, whatever country they want. But it's, uh, it's on us. If we stop moving, we will crash the government and the whole entire system. Okay, let me ask you this. I'm going to be devil's advocates here. Okay. What's next? You, the government stops. They said, all right, all right, all right, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry. You know, or whatever, whatever happens, right? Right. What's next? What well, do you expect to happen next? Because you've got to have a plan. Yeah, the plan should have been started years ago that people need to come up with an idea on what kind of government system we need. We don't need a central federalized government. We need to get the powers back to the states and then everybody can self-govern and not have to worry about it. But what will happen September 1st if everybody just did decide? I think the aftermath would be there would just be all out chaos. But I mean, what, where are we going to go with this? I mean, no, neither side is going to agree on what we want. The left isn't going to want guns. They're not going to want us to have our gas-powered vehicles. The people on the right are not going to be acceptive uh, of the whole trans bullshit and all that stuff that they're trying to push down our kids' throats. So there's never going to be that agreement between the two sides. But if people would actually put their fucking policies and their and what they believe in to the side and see that we're being rape pillaged and fucked over by the government and that they want us divided for a very specific reason there could be a chance that we could all survive it but you're going to have I, I believe you're at, I believe this country is probably at 60 40 of what of what you said it might might give a little bit here and there a bunch of independents or you know they they can see the same thing i do believe that you have a lot of democrats that are turning that corner as well they're seeing, they don't want to buy into everything that the right is saying, but they can see the government of how corrupt that it is. They can see that, wait a second, my, my gas is, is going up. My home bills are going up. My energy cost every month is going up. My milk prices are going up. What is going on, right? It's not, it's not, it's not this war, that this war, and I'm going to use that fucking loosely <laughs> with air quotes, this war in Ukraine. It's not that. Because this was going on before. And Ted Cruz did an awesome job of setting a timeline of what Joe Biden did 
to start raising gas prices. Ted Cruz nailed it. He hit a home run 500 feet Mickey Mantle style out of the yard on the timeline that he set of what Joe Biden did. Not Putin, Joe Biden. Right. That is going to open up eyes if we can get that message out to everybody else. Well, I was hoping maybe some more Democrats would wake up to what happened with Maui because that's just full-on blatant disregard of those people and they killed their very own fucking people over land. That should be a wake-up call. Over land. They want that land, and what did they do? They burned it down so they could get it, and that's what they're going to do here all across the U.S., more and more, if you pay attention to any of the shows or any movies or any of the things that are coming out, and I've had a lot of people send me some messages because I've talked very highly about eminent domain. And I've gotten a lot of response back from people saying, well, I was watching a show and now they're talking about eminent domain in the show. Or I watched a movie and they're talking about eminent, eminent domain in the, in the movie. It's because this is the little fucking breadcrumbs they want to give everybody. This is how are they they are going to do it. I mean, just look what happened in East Palestine, Ohio, with the train derailment. I can almost guarantee that they're going to pull some eminent domain shit somewhere down the line on that. Let's move you over to Cleveland because it's only, what, 27, 30 miles from Cleveland. So let's move you into the big city. Where they that want is to asking be. to be a 15-minute city. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's what you were just going to say. Yep. So, I mean, you have to pay attention to this shit. I mean, it's not conspiracy. Just because a train derails doesn't mean it's always natural. We've had, what, over 100 and something train derailments in the last six months. We've never seen that. We've never seen the amount of hazardous right. crashes. Now, there, there are trail train derailments every day that happen, most of them are, they skip the track. So they're off, they got to come, they got to put the, 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 the car back on the track, fix the line. If there was any, any bend in the line, you know, blah, blah, blah. There has not been the amount of damage created from hazardous materials in these crashes. It has never been done. It's never no. been higher. And just look at all, all the wildfires. Did you see the video that was put out by Living Free? Yeah, absolutely crazy. South Africa and uh, South America. They they are. It looks like they are. Somebody took a yellow, uh, orange highlighter and just just scribbled them all in. That's what it looks like. Yep. The, the whole entire world's... world is under fire. Must and be climate think... change. Yeah. They want to disguise it as climate change, but when it's all reality, it's your own imprisonment that they want. They don't want now you the, to have it. Go ahead. I was going to say that the, the thing with South Africa, the thing with South America that's going on is you don't have the first responder, the firefighter, the air combat that, that we have here in the States to combat fire that they don't, they don't have that stuff down there. So their fires, however they start, however they start moving, however they have their, the ground set up. So if they don't clean the ground, if all that tinder is around there, all the kindlings around there, it might just go right with no, no stopping 
until it hits the ocean. Here, at least we have airplanes that can do drops. We can do the, the chemical drops on top. We can do helicopters. We can bulldoze, you know, uh, lines and backburn. And we can, we have all of these techniques. And, and, and I just want to say kudos to, I believe there was 45 different fire companies that were here in Spokane County over the weekend battling these, these fires. I, I just want to say thank you to everybody that showed up from out of state, from out of town to, to help us with this so that it didn't, it didn't completely take us off the map. Yeah. I mean, any of our first responders uh, that responds to this stuff, I mean, you're putting your life on the line doing it and, you know, we appreciate everything you guys do. Now, uh, the thing about the fires in South Africa and South America too, are these are tribal people. There's a lot of tribes that live in these in these cities and these little little villages in South Africa. And there's a few that are down in South America as well. And they know those people aren't going to comply. These people have been living there for thousands of years. It's their land. Same way with the people over in Maui. Those locals have been there for years. And you're seeing it in Australia too with the Aboriginal people. They have a wildfire going down in, in uh, Australia as well, and it's where those Aboriginal people live. It seems to me like they're burning out all the tribal people and trying to push them in to be a part of those 15-minute cities. Have you looked in the Yellowknife? To Yellowknife? Why is, is Yellowknife Canada? I, I believe it's Alberta. Um, no, Yellowknife. Where is, where is Yellowknife? Um yeah, Alberta, which is very northern northern Alberta. They're under they're under um, fire attack too. Like to the point where it the same thing happened to Maui that happened in Yellowknife. Hmm. What is going on with Yellowknife? Now, this is saying uh, Northwest Territories here. I'm I'm just doing a, a quick little search. But what is, that- is going? What is what is in Yellowknife that these elites need? Well, we know that the UN is involved in buying up all the land up here in Canada, so there's there's no telling. Is Yellowknife a resort? Is it a is it a a rich do rich people live there? Tens yeah. of thousands flee tens of thousands flee wildfires in western Canada. Kelowna was on time was on fire. Kelowna is a beautiful city up there in British Columbia. And they had a, they had a kind of a, a facelift here about 10, 15 years ago. And it is, it is beautiful. Kelowna is a beautiful town and they are dealing with wildfires that they're out of control as well. The Canada might have more fires than, than we do. Yeah, I think they do. I think, you know, that's just Trudeau doing what Trudeau was meant to do. You know, since he's the face of the World Economic Forum as their little henchman. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm just looking to see what the. Now you had the the draw to Yellowknife. Now, did you see where the World Economic Forum has now come out and said that in order to be on the uh, CBDC, you have to get a chip? implanted in order to be a participant in society oh yeah yep no they came out 
they came out saying that the chip and and uh, you have to have your uh, all of your vaccines that, that all of this information is going to be on on this chip. If you don't want the chip, though, I believe that there is a way to have everything on your phone. But I think the chip is the number one way that they want you to carry it because they want to be able to if, if not, then you use the QR codes that is through your phone. So I think that they do have a, a plan B set up of, all right, all right, all right. You guys don't want the mark of the beast, then carry your phone around. Yep. So they've, they've got that as well of the, of all these QR codes and, and blah, blah, blah. Either way, either way, do not comply. Nope. And I'll give you a little teaser. I'll give you a little teaser. Okay. When it comes to this from, from the little extra Lambo podcast. The reason they're pushing 5G as absolutely as hard as they are is because they need to have the data width that is in 5G to be able to control the information flow and data flow of all of everybody's cell phones, medical records, driver's histories, banking records, individual uh, carbon footprint, your, uh, your uh, social credit score, and your um, FedNow purchases, right? So if you buy too much beef on Monday, you can't buy beef again on Wednesday type thing. They have to have the bandwidth to control and to track everybody's movements, especially the individual carbon footprint. I can't even, I don't even know where to begin on talking about how much data that's going to require because it's not the amount of carbon that you create. When you buy something, that company has allocated this much carbon to what you just bought. That goes on to your carbon footprint. Yep. And do you think uh, here soon in the near future, they're going to have that on packaging to let everybody know? I guarantee they do. You'll have some little it. circle with like a one, 1. 1.5, two. This is two credits. You <laughs> might get 12 a week. So now, you know, they're going to control every aspect of our life, bro. 100%. They, they have this, they've had this mapped out for a long time and they're now implementing it as we speak. Now, I know you said you didn't see too much of the news or was on social media much today, but they announced that uh, Nicaragua is going to allow Russia to have a military base in their country. Interesting. So Nicaragua, found, Nicaragua is not a part of NATO, so it makes sense. Yep. And they're also one of the countries that's wanting to uh, join BRICS. So it makes it pretty interesting that uh, Nicaragua has allowed... Because, I mean, you think about Manuel and Noriega and that whole situation down there with Nicaragua and the whole cartels and shit that he was running, that they are going to put a Russian military base down there and allow them to have missiles on it. Do you know anything about Trump pulling our gold reserves out of the Vatican? I've heard it, but I have not seen anything about it. I've heard it, and I have not seen anything about it. How much gold is it? Is it enough to balance our dollar? Is it is it enough to keep our dollar strong to where to where um, the BRICS then doesn't get the upstart that they were hoping to. 
because they're they're hoping the American dollar collapses. The only thing that's going to keep their dollar strong is if the American dollar collapses. But if we just added a shit ton of gold to our back into our reserve, and plus, and plus, if when if Trump gets back in, he's opening up Alaska automatically day one. We're turning back on Alaska. We're pumping our own oil. Yep. So now we just automatically we 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 strengthen our dollar, you know, tenfold. I, I, that might be an exaggeration, but with the gold that we brought in, is it enough? That's a that's a question. I can't answer that, so I'm I'm kind of asking a question. But when Trump comes back in, he's turning on Alaska. Just the oil alone is going to strengthen our dollar. So then BRICS is really screwed. So they're really gambling right now. Yeah. Well, my feeling is I don't think we'll see another election. I think they will do whatever they have to do, whether it's martial law or lockdowns. They will do everything and anything they can to keep the elections from happening. Because, you know, Trump is going to win. Hands down. Hands down. But they won't allow. In a fair election. In a free and fair election. Hands down. Yeah, because, I mean, I've even talked to people who weren't too much of a Trump supporter saying, fuck this Biden shit. We want fucking Trump back in there. At least we had cheaper gas and cheaper food. 100%. 100%. But what has changed? You know, I had Doc House on, and I said this exact same thing. What has changed? What changed from 2016 to 2020? What changed from 2020 to 2022? What's going to change to 24? It's a rigged system. Yep. We're playing by their rules. They're cheating to win. So what has changed? Not a damn thing. And you know, you hear hear the uh, supposed Republicans standing up there in Washington, D.C. Well, we got a committee for this, a committee for that. We're investigating this. We're investigating that. Enough of the talking. Where's the indictments? We're seeing it. already came out saying there was 30 sealed indictments. This was two years ago. Where are they yeah. at? Right. What's gone on with them? Where are they at? Who's 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 been gone after? Rand Paul, another one, said that he was going to indict Fauci. That was a couple of years ago. Where's that indictment at? He said that they had the emails from gain of function. Where are those at? Why aren't we indicting these people? Why aren't we arresting them? Why do we continue? to sit here and listen to a bunch of talking heads for corporations lie to the American people saying that they're going to do something and they're not doing anything about it. But yet, on the opposite side, they're going to indict Trump every other month over one little thing. That's political opposition that will continue to push a communist idea by having your political opponent arrested and indicted. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the media is going to pump out whatever the white house tells them to pump out. So anytime it, let's say, let's say one of these sealed indictments does come out, they've already, they've already arrested Fauci. Media isn't going to report on it because, Oh, we just, guess what? Overdue blockbuster movie. We're going to indict Donald Trump again. That's what's going to be in the headlines. Not, not that Fauci got arrested, not that Fauci got indicted, not that Fauci is now in front of, um, you know, facing a sentence. It's about Donald Trump's 
overdue blockbuster movie that he never returned. Yep. And then you have what September first, Fed now is supposed to go go completely, you know, active. All these banks are supposed to switch over to Fed now. I think it's September first. You have the uh, possible shutdown coming up. So something's going to happen. I know we keep saying it, but something is really getting ready to happen. How come the January 6th? We've already disproven January 6th. We've already known that the White House was involved. We've already known that the FBI was involved. We already know that the collusion between D.C. police and the White House. We already know this. It has already been debunked. Why in the fuck are those people who are held those detainees from January 6th who are held without charges, why are they not released? Well, that's because of the National Defense Authorization Act under Obama in 2013, that they can arrest you and detain you without a, uh, was a speedy trial and without due process. They can just hang on to you. That right there, should get the American people to show up with torches. Should. Should. But again, nothing ever happens in this country. <laughs> Completely blows my mind. Yeah, our don't forefathers, worry. Our forefathers are sitting there going, we did what we did for this shit? Yeah. And, I mean, you just look at what the January 6th committee did. They went and they destroyed all the fucking evidence. And then destroyed all of the evidence. And, and, Weird. And, they, and you still have the people locked up. If the evidence is gone, then they should be let out. But under, But under that National Defense Authorization Act, they can still keep them. And people need to wake up to that shit. Because if they're allowed to come and just detain you for no fucking reason, not tell you why you're being arrested not give you a trial date, not give you a speedy trial. What do you think that fucking boils down to? It's fucking communist. It's like, we are living, we are living in a time right now where we have a, we have a president and administration or elites who are definitely not scared of the American people. They are pushing their will around on the American people. And they are wanting us to fight back. Why? Because then they can put us in the martial law. Once we're in martial law, emergency authorizations kick into place. Once those emergency authorizations kick into place, all of the executive orders that were signed in under JFK and Lyndon B. Johnson, the federal government now can take control over everything. Yep. Because it is is a declared uh, act of war. And that's what they want. They want to have total control. They are picking a fight. He was trying to pick a fight with, with Ping. Then he was trying to pick a fight with Putin. Putin's not, Putin's not going to attack us. Now it's the American people. Well, we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, we're going to do this. Now they're going to fight back. Fuck, no, they're not. Now that we're going to do this, we're going to do this. Now they're going to fight back. No, no, not doing that either. So, all right, let's go back to plan A, COVID. We're going to frustrate the shit out of them. We're going to put them in these mandates. We're going to lock them down again, which is where we had the most control over people, where most, where they had, where the people had the most frustration. 
we're going to do it to them again. And not only are we going to do it again, but we learned what to do better this time around. So yes. now not only are we going to lose a lot of lives due to mental illness again, but that number is going to absolutely skyrocket. That just goes to their depopulation platform. You're going to get a lot of veterans and a lot of people who are ready to fucking start pulling triggers to jump out there and want to fight their government. Boom. Now you're in martial law because now you just did what they wanted you to do. They've been poking the bear, but then it goes back to the question of how many freedoms are you going to give up before you start fighting for your freedoms? When is it going to be too late? Because I have a feeling once we actually do decide we're going to pick up arms, we're going to go to LTD LT defense that I, that I'm signed on with. We're going to get a bunch of combat gear. We're going to go fight. It's going to be too late. We've already lost everything. Yeah, that's what I've been echoing a lot is we already lost everything. We just don't know it yet. You know, you and I haven't been able to prove it yet. Somebody had sent me a video about uh, UN soldiers being over there in Maui. Yeah, which goes back to the blue, right? That we yep. brought, brought up the very beginning of the show. Blue was not in these original photos. I think it would have stood out. But now all of a sudden, there's blue all over the place. Something something doesn't just add up right when it comes to all of that. Yep. It's just going to take more verification and, and research. But we know that Maui was not a natural, you know, fire. It, I mean, it's already been proven by them having these committees and these conferences to turn it into a smart island and smart city and the people refusing to sell their land to land developers and, and to the state. Yep. Yeah. But, it's just a, it's a massive land grab. That's, that's all that it is. Well, brother, we're approaching that hour and a half mark. So do you, uh, do you have any exiting words of wisdom? I, I do. I do. Uh, we are in unsettling times right now. All right. And I've signed on the little extra Lambo podcast is signed on with, uh, LT Defense, if you go to ltdefense.shop, you can go and find all of your tactical gear, magazine holders, um, combat helmets. But the, the most important thing that I think that is on there is, and I'm trying to load up the page, but it's, uh, it's the, the food preparation. They have all sorts of different flavors and individual packets, as well as the buckets of food to have your two-week supply, your two-month supply, your, you know, six-month supply. We know that if something goes on in this country, 40% of the American population will die within the first six weeks. That's what the experts are saying. By nine months, 90% of everybody will be dead because they do not have the supplies on hand to be able to live. You've got to be stocked up on your water. You've got to be stocked up on your food storage. You've got to be stocked up on your air filtration. Without those three things, you will not survive. You can't go longer than three minutes without air. You can't go longer than, than three days without water. You can't go longer than three weeks without food. So make sure you get on to uh, ltdefense.shop. And go check out the, the food storage and the food supply that, that is on there. I, I
I, I would like everybody to go to, and I signed on with them for the, for the podcast, go to ltdefense.shop. They've got all of your combat gear, your plate carriers, your magazine holders, your combat hats or, or helmets, um, everything that you're going to need for, for combat, for your ammo, for your guns, for your protection. But also they have, um, I believe it's food savers. I'm, I'm trying to get it pulled up, but it's not, it's not loading. I believe it's with food savers. It's food storage. It's MRE style um, food that will last you, you know, several months, if not years with this, with this packaging. Uh, different flavors, all that stuff. I've got a 5% uh, promo code for you. If you get onto that website, 5% off your first order, but we cannot live three minutes without air. We cannot live longer than um, three days without water. We can't live longer than three weeks without food. If you don't have your proper gas mask, which are on ltdefense.shop or your uh, water supplies, which they have filters, they've got um, different canisters, they've got a bunch of stuff for, for water rationing, as well as the food. We cannot last longer than three, three weeks without food. So make sure you are stocked up on your food storage. Make sure you're stocked up on water. You need to have a gallon of water per person per day. I believe that if we have enough food on hand to last us nine months, we will survive more than 80 to 90% of the people in this country. That's, that's my goal anyway. My goal is to have nine months to a year, year's worth of food on hand for me and my family. So go to LT Defense, check out a little extra Lambo on all of the platforms. My link tree is uh, probably going to be in the prologue of the show. That'll be the easiest way to find me. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And also, everybody, make sure you're stocked up on your medical supplies and your medicines because uh, shit goes sideways. You're not going to be able to access that shit. And you better learn a lot about what kind of plants are growing around you because they can be for medicinal purposes as well. So be stocked up. I have a great show. Um, It's number 32, I believe. It's the Dollar Store Podcast. The number one question I get, the number one statement I get every time I start talking about food storage, having enough, you know, enough stock on hand, I don't have the money for it. I don't know where to begin. I don't know what to do. First thing I do, go listen to the podcast. It's a shameless plug. I know, but it's a great podcast with a bunch of information. The dollar store podcast. If you don't have much money, you don't have to go out and spend hundreds of dollars every time you go out to the store. Go to the dollar store, buy 10 different items, right? You've spent 10 bucks on stuff that you need. You know, I, we've got a, we've got a worksheet that you can get printed off of, of kind of all of the starter stuff that you need. And then you kind of fill in the gaps with what you and your family want to eat. Don't just buy stuff that's going to go bad. You've got to buy stuff that your family is actually going to eat. That's, that's kind of the cheat code right there. Absolutely. Go to the dollar store stock up on this stuff and start off small. You don't have to, you know, you buy, you buy two cans of spaghetti sauce buy four, right? Now you've got two meals out of that, but that's not, that's not to use next week. That's food storage that goes into a completely different spot into your house. So that way it stays away from, from use, rotate your stock, you know, and then you get the, I've been doing this for years. Nothing ever happens. Okay. Well, you got a pantry full of food, don't you? Is that a bad thing? You keep no. using what you buy. Is it going bad? Well, no. 
Well, then what's bad? What's bad about having a year's worth of food? If you have an earthquake, you have flooding, you have a volcano erupting, you have, you know, what, uh, an ice storm that takes away your power for two weeks. You have enough food on hand for you and your family to last and survive. 100%. You know, and another thing you can do, and I know there's a lot of people that don't have a lot of money to do it, but Walmart. Go to Walmart. You can get a 20-pound bag of rice for 12 bucks. Do that once a week or once every other week. Build up your, your rice stock. And then you can get dried beans or you can get canned meat. Stuff you can add and blend in with it. You don't have to do it uh, all at once. With the rice. With the rice. If you use long rice, wild rice, you only have a few months to store them with because they have natural oils in them and they will go bad. Rice that lasts the longest is the worst rice. It's the white rice. It's the bleach rice, right? Or jasmine rice that then you can store. You can put them in the jars. You can can them that way or leave them in the, in the bags. But I find that the boxes kind of go bad after a while. And I move everything into, into glass jars. But You've got to remember your wild rice, your long rice all have natural oils in them and they will go bad after a year's time is kind of what I've, what I've found throughout the research. So yeah, just a little uh, heads up there. If you want to store rice for a long period of time, it's got to be white. Yeah. Uh, and go to Lowe's or Home Depot and get one of those five gallon buckets, put it in there and put an oxygen absorber in it and have it sealed and you have it for a long time. Correct, brother. All right, Lambo. I appreciate you coming on the show. And thank you. Thank you for having me. Everybody go check out a little extra Lambo podcast. And you know, thanks again. And I'm sure we'll get back together. Yeah. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it soon. All right. Peace. Peace. All right, brother. Okay, everyone. So I wanted to take a little bit of time away from my podcast to bring an awareness to the real pandemic that's going on in this country, human trafficking. Now, everyone knows that the border is a crisis right now, and this is one of the things that happens with a open border is we're seeing a lot of human trafficking coming in and out of this country. So you see $150 billion in illegal profits per year. 4.8 million people trafficked for forced sexual exploitations. You also have 71% of those being women and girls. 0.04% of the survivors of human trafficking cases are identified. Now, there's an amazing nonprofit organization. They're a 501c3. The name is Change Unchained. You can go to changeunchained.com and it gives their backstory and what they're about. Now, this is ran by Troy and Tiffany. And Troy is a U.S. Navy chief petty officer. And him and his wife, they go out and they do the search and rescue operations. And then they also do the aftercare for the survivors. They have a ranch called the Burn It Down Ranch where they build tiny homes. And the survivors get to come back and they'll live in these tiny homes and they will receive their aftercare. 
So they are in need of help getting some donations. They have a merch link on their website, so you can go on their website and buy their merch, and all that profit goes towards the tiny homes and the aftercare for those survivors. So if you would, please go and check out changeandchain.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Renegade's Rant Podcast. You can find the Kentucky Renegade on TikTok, Instagram, or Twitter, but the easiest way is his link tree, which you can find in his bio. Remember, like, follow, share the show, and be ungovernable.